Dear Lord, I, I pray that this morning the words that I have prepared will, by your Spirit, touch our hearts and help us to learn more about our relationship with you. Amen. Well, we all listen to the news, don't we, and they seem to be awful all the time. We've got the horrors of Syria and Afghanistan, continuous troubles that go on in the Middle East. And I, one thing which particularly affects me, I think, is the atheist state of North Korea. And I can't think it must be, it must be awful there with the periodical saber rattling with nuclear threats. And, and it's hard to imagine being there where you've got no contact with the outside world, which is that's completely denied to them. And there's no religious freedom. And they have to endure daily brainwashing, which seems to be awful. And, and another thing which seems amazing is that most of them have experienced power cuts regularly during the day. It's throughout the country. And, and they all seem to think it's normal, and that the rest of the world's like it, of course, as we know it isn't. So there's political upheavals, and the banking and economic position is in the de developed world is awful. And um, money program this week, I don't know whether any of you saw it, it was about loss of trust of the banks and their honesty. It astounded me how it's gone and how long it's going to be, they think, before people begin to trust them again. And then, of course, there was the tornado we had this week in Oklahoma and also that absolutely disgusting murder of the soldier in Woolwich in broad daylight. So my talk this morning is taken from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, and it's three verses, which is 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So that's be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So listening to all the doom and gloom, in the worldly sense, it brings us to the question, how exactly can we be thanking God in all circumstances? On the face of it, with all these things, the only thing we can be thanking God for is that it's not far worse. In Thessalonians, Paul lays out these three things, be joyful always, Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. And these are really directions, almost commands. He isn't really talking about any feelings we might have. He's looking at our mindset or focus. If you look at each command, be joyful, pray and thank God, we can all see that these are perfectly sensible things if we call ourselves Christians. But he is actually saying something which is far more than that. He's saying we've got to be always joyful. We're to pray continually. And we're to be thankful in all circumstances. So we really need to break this down and see what actually he's saying. If we look at always joyful, Paul knows that it would seem on the face of it to be quite impossible for us to be always happy. Life is just not like that. We all have to face life's ups and downs. There are sad times, times of grief, 
How can we always be joyful? It doesn't simply mean a time that we have to, like the song says, put on a happy face. It would be nice if we all did, but we can't. So joy is actually something much deeper than happiness. It has very little to do with what happens to us in our lifetime. We naturally tend to concentrate on our health, our family, job, etc. as our first priority. And we try endlessly to find things that will give us happiness, forgetting or getting what we desire or, or indeed even think we need. But we all know these produce happiness in a very short period. And doing this, unfortunately, we tend to exclude Jesus. We don't focus properly on him. What gives us the joy Paul is talking about in our relationship with God? Joy actually comes from a deep trust and belief in the constant and unwavering nature of God's love, his power and his work he does in our lives. And our joy from this improves the more the, more the relationship improves, the more joy we experience from this. And the depth of our relationship with God that opens up the working spirit in our lives. It opens our eyes to the beauty which we were talking about earlier, the beauty of the Lord's creation is a very fine example of this. What joy we all feel when we see it. And, I, and actually, I truly believe that the Holy Spirit actually improves our, our enjoyment of it. It, it, it think, fo- focuses our views on it and focuses our attention to God's wonderful creation. And if we rest in the Lord then our trust and trust him, then the joy, we're going to feel joy and it's going to be in us. So then we go on to the next thing, is praying continually. Well, again, this seems quite a tall order. How can we do that? He, he cannot, of course, expect us to be spending our entire lives in a for, state of formal prayer. This is about our conversations and relationships with our Lord. We know with successful, close human relationships, they come from knowing each other, knowing what each other think, knowing how they react, sharing things and sharing the the happiness that the relationship gives us. The relationship doesn't always need words to maintain it. Just being close is sufficient. We all know this. But there, actually, prayer is sometimes thought of as just asking God for things. Prayer is much more than just making requests. Prayer is all again about building a relationship with the Lord. There are times for requests, there are times when we want to express our appreciation for God's creation, times of discussion with the Lord, times when we're just in his presence, times when we repent, but there are also times where we just align, want to align ourselves, our hearts and minds with our Father. Now, some while ago, I was, went up to stay in the Northumbria community. It's up in Northumbria. And um, it consists of actually a, a group of people that live together. You know, what, when I went there in this rather old mansion house in the, in the countryside in Northumbria. And also lots of other people throughout the world who are called companions. 
Now, these people in Northumbria, the community, they live a, a sort of monastic style of life, of living. And I can remember when we were there, there's a little, in the grounds, there was a little wooden chapel, very lovely, with a little bell outside. And three times a day, the bell used to ring, and everybody from the house used to go down to the chapel. And they had what they called their daily offices, which was, in fact, three lots of prayers they did during the day. And, and the offices consisted of some liturgy, some readings, and, and somebody spoke. Now, this was really nice. Um, and the liturgy had a prayer in it that, I, that stayed with me ever since, actually. And it, it speaks, and it's something they prayed every day, it speaks of how close Jesus always is to each of us. Now, I, I don't know about you, but when, when you pray, a lot of people have an actual vision, I suppose, what they think they're praying to. Now, I used to think of Jesus and sitting up on a, or standing up on a big uh, mountain in head, uh, way ahead of me. But actually, after what's left me from being at Northumbria is a completely different view of it. It spoke to me, the Lord spoke to me then, and he said, no, Jesus is not there, he's, he's close to you. And that's how I've, ever since then, I've always thought of it. Um, so he's actually very, very close to us. He's there, he's, a, he's our light, we all know that, and, and he's our protector. And I always feel if he's that close to us, prayer and discussions with him have got to be very easy. There's no distance, he's right there. And he doesn't want or need a lot of flowery language either. Just a word or a comment or a quick word. And he's there. It's as though you're talking to somebody next to you. Um, sometimes, you know, you want to just be silent. And that's, that again is fine. You know he's there. And this prayer, I'll, I'll read it to you. It's, of course, the, the Northumbria community is, is a Celt, it runs on a Celtic style of worship. So this is a Celtic style prayer. And this is, I'll read it to you. And, and this was actually what, really had the great effect on me and I've thought about it ever since. Christ as a light, illumine guide me. So he lights and looks after us. Christ as a shield, overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me, Christ beside me, on my left and my right. This day be within me and without me. So, to pray continually is just that. It means living and thinking in God's presence. Always aware of how close God is to us all the time. Because of, of that closeness, it makes it a, not a daunting thing. It's very easy to do. So I think when we say, come to, you know, if we, if we are praying continually, it's very, very easy to do. It's not a, it's not a difficult thing. And now we come to the last of the three Three, give thanks in all circumstances. Again, it needs to be qualified. I and mean, looking back at what I said in the beginning, we just cannot be thankful for wars, injustice, diseases, or the sort of oppression that people have to endure in these totalitarian states. No, this is not what Paul is talking about. We can all think of loads of worldly benefits, home, clothing, gifts, good health, travel, holidays, of which we can all be very thankful for. 
But our joy and thankfulness is, an- is actually anchored again in our, an- in our relationship with Christ, which separates us from the trials of life. There are so many truths that we can be thankful for. Take these in and we can see how we would be able to apply thankfulness to almost any situation. There are so many biblical references from which we must all take heart. Now I just found some. Romans 8.38 Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Well, thank you God for that. In John 6.39 And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up in the last day. Thank you Lord for that. From Paul's letter to the Philippians And this this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Hebrews, for if we are faithful in the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Thank you, Lord. And Colossians let your roots grow down into him. Now, how close is that? And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And one can go on finding more of these things which we can be continually thankful for. Applying this to our lives, we must realise and give thanks that Jesus has our best interests at heart. We all know this. If we fail badly, we can say, thank you very much, you will forgive us and heal us. If we're really ill, ill, we can say, thank you, Jesus, because you know our troubles and weaknesses, and you've promised to give us strength. If someone is so ill and that ultimately they die, we can be thankful this is that this life is not all that there is to be expected. That there's something on. How often do we see in the event of some awful natural catastrophe, thanks as the words that are used by people saying that they would thank you, that no more were killed, or thanks are given to the dangers that the rescue service have prepared to endure. Life, as Jesus told us, will have its ups and downs, and we must expect this. He did not promise an easy life. The plain fact is, if we focus on the Lord, we can be thankers for absolutely everything. Build our relationship with Jesus. Remember he is with us, very, very close indeed. Talk to him. Know he loves us unconditionally. Love his creation that we were all talking about earlier Feel the deep joy that this relationship will bring. And if we do this, that close relationship will certainly result in a flow of deep felt thank yous for all God's goodness. So, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. So, shall we pray? I've got a small Celtic side style prayer to finish with. Lord of our hearts, give us joy to inspire us. 
that working or resting, we may always think of you. Lord of our hearts, give us your love to guide us, that wherever we are, we may walk with thankfulness in your way. In Jesus' name, amen.